Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Sports Show. I hope you are well and have had a great sporting week. I'm on a real high this morning after that tremendous victory by the Aussies in the first Ashes Test. And well, there's a long way to go. I'm a bit weary-eyed after getting up very early in the morning to watch it. Tremendous victory. So best of luck for them and hopefully they can hold on to the Ashes and win their first series since 2001 in England. So this episode is carrying on from the previous episode where I discussed some well-known sports people from today and over the past 50 years who have been outstanding role models, not just in their sporting careers but also, most importantly, away from the sporting arena through serving others. Now, the man I've decided to talk about in depth today is a true inspiration who has led an extraordinary life. Now, just a warning, in today's episode, I do talk about the sensitive topic of suicide and mental illness, which may be triggering to some people. So always reach out and talk to your doctor. And here in Australia, reach out to Beyond Blue, phone 1300 22 46 36, or Lifeline, phone 13. 11, 11, 14, and in the US it's 988. However, before I do that, I'd like to talk briefly about a well-known rugby league player from the 1980s who, as a child, really stood out as an excellent role model, and his name is Wayne Pearce. Now, just talk about Wayne Pearce briefly. He came from humble beginnings, and he grew up in the in Balmain, which is an inner-city suburb in Sydney. And he later played his whole career for the Balmain Tigers in the New South Wales Rugby League competition, which is now the, the NRL, the National Rugby League competition. And he later went on to coach the Tigers and also coach the New South Wales State of Origin side, with his highlight being coaching the Blues to that 3-0 whitewash over the Maroons in 2000. And how times have changed, because the Maroons certainly have it over the Blues these days. And Pierce played 193 games for the Tigers from 1980 to 1990. He played 16 games for New South Wales and 19 test matches for Australia. And he was player's player of the tour for the 1982 Kangaroo Tour. That was the called the Invincibles Tour, because they went through the, the tour undefeated. They won all of their games, all of their tour games, all of their test matches, and not, you know, by great big margins too. And the reason why Pierce was such a significant role model for myself was that he had this tremendous dedication towards his fitness, which during the 1980s was in its infancy. And in a very rough and tough sport in a time when Many players used dirty tactics on the field to get an edge over their opponents. However, Pierce always played hard and fair and respected his opponents. Such was his dedication towards his fitness and clean living off the field through looking after his diet and not drinking. Many other players followed his example and his true professionalism at a time when most players had to work day jobs while playing. And Pierce has always been well respected He's very articulate and intelligent, and this was evident through his appearances in the media while playing and, and in retirement. Now, he never had a, he never 
He had a never give up attitude, and this was evident in 1986 when he sustained a serious knee injury. Now he led New South Wales, he was the captain that year when they had a 3-0 win over Queensland, their first time they'd had a whitewash win over the Maroons. And yeah, not long after that he sustained a serious knee injury during the season and did all he could through his many, many hours of rehabilitation to make the Australian team and go on at the end of the season and make the Kangaroo Tour to Great Britain and France. Unfortunately, Pearce did not make the tour when he failed a fitness test just before the team left for the tour. Now, Pearce was the captain of the Balmain side that lost the 1988 and 89 grand finals. Now, the 1989 grand final between Balmain and the Canberra Raiders is widely considered the greatest rugby league grand final of all time. Now, Balmain appeared to have the game won and appeared certain to win their first premiership in 20 years. And they were the hot favourites going into the match. However, Canberra scored a try right on full time by John Chicka Ferguson to level the match. And they went on to win an extra time to win their first premiership. Pearce was devastated after the loss, coming so close to a premiership victory. He accepted the loss with grace. Pearce retired at the end of the following season, unfortunately without a premiership victory. However, will always be known as a Balmain and Tigers legend and was the coach of the first West Tigers side in the first season, in their very first season in the year 2000 in the NRL when Balmain were forced to merge with Western Suburbs. Now, Pearce is now a highly regarded energetic and inspirational motivational speaker. He has inspired others for over 40 years and speaks to businesses, sharing themes like achieving your personal best, overcoming adversity, teamwork, leadership, creating a high-performing culture, and leading through a crisis. This is through his company, Wayne Pierce Advantage, which is on his website, which on, on his website enables peak performance. Pierce is also an innovator who, as mentioned on his website, quote, continues to refine programs in pursuit of best practice methodology, end of quote. Pierce applies the latest research in psychology and neuroscience to help his clients succeed. And he was instrumental in setting up the leadership role for the NRL's Project Apollo team during the COVID-19 global pandemic. And he, he was honoured with the Medal of the Order of Australia in 1988 because of his contribution to rugby league. So in retirement, Wayne Pearce is still a wonderful role model, doing some wonderful things for the community. Now, some other role models that stood out, for, that stand out for myself. One is Sam Kerr, the Aussie female soccer player. And yeah, she she's excelled here and overseas and is been widely regarded as the best female soccer player in the world and yeah also in the women's EPL yeah she has excelled in that too and been played a major part in in uh, FA Cup victories and yeah also yeah wonderful player and she's really created, created an awareness helped create an awareness of female soccer in Australia especially with the uh, f the Women's World Cup coming up here in Australia uh, it's next month it's starting and I'm looking very forward to 
seeing that. Hopefully I'll get to a game in Brisbane. Now Ash Barty is another great role model. And yeah, she's recently retired, unfortunately. Yeah, I wish her career went on a bit further, but yeah, just a wonderful ambassador for tennis in this country. She does wonderful, she did wonderful, you know, real, real good sport on the court and always has carried herself very well. Done wonderful things with, you know, youngsters playing tennis in this country and giving back to the sport and helping the Indigenous community. And Jonathan Thurston, absolute rugby league le legend. And yeah, just the tremendous work he's doing with the Queensland government to help deal with youth crime in the state. And another player that stands out is Nathan Charles. Now, he is the only known person in the world with cystic fibrosis to play any contact sport. Now, he's a, he's a rugby league player. He's played for Australia and yeah, he's played in in uh, in the England in England and the European League, and played for the ACT Brumbies over here and the Western Force, and yeah, he's just recently retired, but yeah, so when he was um, born, you know, cystic fibrosis, you know, basically years ago, it was a it was it was a death sentence. Like he wasn't expected to live past ten years of age. And yeah, he's now doing, he's always managed his condition extremely well. And now does wonderful things for, uh, it's called CV Awareness Care, for CR. Yeah, does wonderful things for cystic fibrosis. So we're up to my Where Are They Now segment now. And what a pleasure it is for me today to talk about this man. This man is just a true inspiration. He's lived an incredible life. And he's a symbol of someone who just never, ever gave up. And his name is John McLean. Now, John McLean, he was born in Carringbar, which is a suburb in Sydney, in 1966. And he is an Australian triathlete, rower, and motivational speaker. Now, he was the, he's the youngest of three children, and his parents emigrated from Scotland the year before he was born. Now, his mother had schizophrenia and had little respect for him. And McLean spent the early part of his life raised in foster homes. So this was the first five years of his life. So he's had a rough introduction to life, and sadly his mother committed suicide at The Gap, which is an infamous suicide spot in Sydney. And this was only when he, when he was four years of age. Now, however, his father never gave up on his kids and his dad worked three jobs just so that he could get his kids out of foster care and look after them. And that's what he was eventually able to do. And they moved into a home in, in Tregear. This is where McLean grew up. And it's a Sydney suburb in, in the west, outer western suburbs of Sydney. And it's a low economic area. And McLean has a lot of respect for his stepmother was willing to take on and raise three kids and McLean he always wanted to be a professional athlete now he was a talented rugby league player who went on to play reserve grade for the Penrith Panthers and he also competed in triathlons 
he dreamed as a kid of playing for Penrith one day. And, yeah, so he went on and played reserve grade for the Penrith Panthers. And this was a time when the Panthers were just beginning to make their mark in the New South Wales Rugby League competition, which is now the National Rugby League competition. And, yeah, so that this was when they were just making their mark in the competition, you know, get, making this was the, the very first time that they were playing in finals and and yeah but they went on to be a real force in the competition and they've won the past two NRL premierships and life was going well for McLean he was getting paid to do something he really loved as a professional athlete however on the 27th of June 1988 McLean's life changed forever he was training for the Nepean Triathlon when he was hit from behind by an eight-ton truck while riding his bike. He sustained a broken back, broken pelvis, two broken arms, broken ribs and a punctured lung and was rendered an incomplete paraplegic. Now, according to the National Spinal Cord Injury St Statistical Centre, about 20% of all spinal cord injuries result in incomplete paraplegia. Now, incomplete paraplegia means that the injury has not completely severed one's spinal cord and some neural circuits between the brain and the body still exist. Now, one may have some degree of sensation and or movement control in the affected regions of their body. So, McLean, he wasn't expected to live and he's fighting for his life and he showed amazing courage and determination to pull through. And it was a real challenge for him to adapt and accept this profound change to his life. He was depressed and anxious and thought that his world had collapsed. And however, one thing his father said to him that inspired him and helped him let go of what had happened to him, he said to John, what can I do? And that's what John McLean said to himself, what can I do? And this is something that he's carried with him for the rest of his life. He's always wanted to excel and take on every challenge that, that has come his way. Now, McLean mentions that such a change does not just affect the individual, it affects all those around them, especially the family. Now, it was his family doctor who planted a seed of hope in McLean's mind at this crucial stage with some inspiring words to, to John McLean. And he said, quote, John, don't worry, you will be bigger, you will be faster, and you will be stronger, end of quote. McLean began to view his situation in a different, more positive way. He realised he could not go back in time and go back to the life he had before. Eight weeks out of intensive care, and when he went into the general ward, McLean realised how fortunate he was to be alive, and he saw men who had broken their necks with no feeling from the neck down, and how he was fortunate in that he could still use his upper body. And so his father has also inspired him with those words. How far can you go, John? So one door is closed for John and another door is opened. And he worked hard through his rehabilitation through physiotherapy, hydrotherapy, occupational therapy. And after four months, he was allowed to go home. He had to face his new reality and decided to let go of the incident and begin to dream again and thought of those words from his doctor. He began to think of and embrace new opportunities 
He dreamed of competing in the prestigious Hawaiian Ironman, regarded as the toughest one-day endurance event in the world. And what it consists of is a swim of 3.8 kilometres, and then a bike ride of 180 kilometres, and then a 42-kilometre marathon. Now, in 1994, McLean completed the Nepean Triathlon, the race he was training for at the time. He had the incident and became the first became Australia's first paraplegic triathlete. McLean was inspired by watching wheelchair competitor John Franks compete at the 1994 Hawaiian Ironman. Now, McLean wanted to see himself as an equal, especially when it came to triathlons. He travelled to Panama City, which is in Florida in the USA, in order to compete and qualify for the Hawaiian Ironman. Now, he completes the course in 14 hours and 52 minutes, which didn't qualify. However, McLean didn't give up and he went back the following year. Now, his time improved significantly. However, the bike leg again let him down and he unfortunately missed out again. However, he didn't, didn't give up. He went back again the next year, finished in 12 hours and 21 minutes. A brilliant achievement. He had proved himself in one of the toughest sporting events in the world and in 1995 became the first paraplegic to complete the course. Now in the same year, McLean was also part of the Australian men's wheelchair basketball team training squad for the 1996 Atlanta Olympics. However, he decided to concentrate on competing in the Ironman. Now McLean participated in the 1996 Hawaiian Ironman and in 1997, he became the first paraplegic to complete the course before the cutoff time for able body competitors. He then set his sights on becoming the first paraplegic to swim the English Channel, a feat he achieved in August 1998 in a time of 12 hours and 55 minutes in conditions much different to that of the Hawaiian Ironman. Now, his attempt was initially refused and not recognised by the Channel Swimming Association. However, they set up a committee to evaluate special swims once they realised that McLean was a serious swimmer. Now, a documentary called Against Wind and Tide was made about his achievement, swimming the channel, and he became the first man to swim both the English Channel and compete in the Ironman World Championships. McLean then focused on wheelchair racing with the aim of competing at the Paralympic and Olympic Games. He participated in the demonstration wheelchair event at the 2000 Sydney Olympics. And I was there that night with over 110,000 spectators. And I remember McLean in the race. And unfortunately, McLean crashed around three quarters of the way into the race. And he competed at the Paralympics that followed. And I also went to that, which really inspired me. And... Yeah, so he competed at the Sydney Paralympics that followed the Olympics. And, yeah, so that was a, as a T54 athlete. And he was part of the Australian team in the 4x400 metres relay team, which reached the semi-final. He then competed in the 5,000 metres, 10,000 metres and the marathon. McLean came ninth in the 10,000 metres and 12th in the marathon and was the best placed Australian. Now in 2001, McLean joined Team Aspect 
and competed in the Sydney to Hobart Yacht Race. And then in 2006, he takes on the Ultraman Endurance Challenge in Hawaii. Now, it is a race which really explores the extremes of one's physical and mental abilities. The race goes for three days, 515 kilometres. That's 300, around 320 miles. Now, the race is divided into three stages over three days. Now, the first stage is a 10-kilometre ocean swim, followed by a 145-kilometre bike ride with vertical climbs over 6,000 feet. The second stage is a 276-kilometre bike ride with climbs of 4,000 feet. And then the third stage is an 84-kilometre double marathon. Incredible. Each, each stage needs to be completed under 12 hours, with the swim stage needing, needing to be completed in under five and a half hours. McLean then decided to take on a new challenge and took up the sport of rowing. And in 2007, he won the male single category in the Australian Championships. He joined the winner of the female singles championship, Catherine Ross, and they went on to claim silver at the 2007 Munich World Rowing Championships and the 2008 Beijing Paralympics in the TA2 cross events. Now, Ross is a four-time world champion who competed at four Paralympics. McLean then took a break from the sport and then returned in 2011 with Ross, and they picked up a bronze medal at the World Rowing Championships in Slovenia and they claimed two gold medals in the International Adaptive Regatta in Italy. McLean just missed out on making the 2012 London Paralympics. However, as he always does, he never gives up. And in 2013, he competed in the inaugural Sprint Distance Australia Australian Paratriathlon Championships and came second in the TRI one classification behind world champion Bill Shaffey. McLean continues his dream big and says to himself now, quote, what is the best case scenario? End of quote. He focused on being able to not have to use a wheelchair, a dream he achieved after 25 years. Now he fell over many times, however, never gave up and got back up again. He started slowly with the aim of making it to 100 metres without the use of his wheelchair. He was able to obtain carbon fibre leg brace technology from the United States. He then had the courage to go back and complete what he started 26 years previously. And in 2014, McLean competed again in the Nepean Triathlon, this time without the use of a wheelchair, and displayed enormous courage. He was able to regain some use of his legs through what's called wear K tremor therapy, which has proven to be a very effective form of therapy for programming and reprogramming the central nervous system. And it was invented by a man called Ken Ware. Now McLean said, quote, we always have the courage if we see the opportunity, end of quote. Now after the swim lake, he crawled out, put on his carbon fiber legs and got on a convention bike again. And he rode 30 kilometers. However, the big challenge was whether he could cover 10 kilometres, which is around six miles, 
walking with both leg braces and carbon fiber poles for support. This was a massive leap for McLean, who knew that if he just kept going and put one foot in front of the other, he would make it. And with, with his wife and son holding their hands, he completed the race. What a triumph and what an inspirational man. McLean has received many prestigious awards over the years. Now in 2000, he received a Medal of the Order of Australia for his service to sport as a triathlete and swimmer and for his promotion of sport for people with disabilities, also for encouragement of junior wheelchair athletes. That same year, he also received an Australian Sports Medal for his achievements in Australian sport. Now in 2000, he carried both the Olympic and Paralympic torches for the 2000 Sydney Games. And in 2002, McLean became the first non United States citizen and the first paraplegic to be inducted into the Ironman Hall of Fame. What an achievement. Now in 2008, McLean had the honour of playing a part in a Gatorade advertisement which featured sporting stars such as the great Muhammad Ali and other greats such as Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, Usain Bolt and former Where Are They Now, Nadia Comaneci. Now the advertisement was first shown at the 2008 Super Bowl and yeah so one of his, his big highlight, one of the biggest highlights of his life was meeting another, was meeting Muhammad Ali who is just a, also a tremendous, he was a tremendous role model for so many and yeah he gave Muhammad Ali a cuddle. Now in 2005 he released a memoir with Paul Connolly called Sucking the Marrow Out of Life, the John McLean story, and another memoir in 2009 with Lynn Cosser called Full Circle, One Life, Many Lessons. So let's look at what John McLean's doing today. Now he is now 57 years of age and he is married to his second wife, Amanda, and they live in Penrith. Now the couple married in 2009 he still runs the foundation he established in his name in 1998, which assists wheelchair users under 18 years of age. He also works as a motivational speaker, and some of his clients have included eBay and Pfizer, Microsoft, BHP, Coca-Cola, and Dell. His extraordinary achievements and philosophies on life make him a well-sought-after public speaker. He often talks about sharing his story and as mentioned on his website, looking deep within yourself, even when the world seems to be against you and never giving up. He has inspired others through his triumph over adversity and his tremendous energy in taking on many challenges. He inspires individuals and corporations to find their inner, inner strength and rise above the challenges they face in life. And thrive in spite of them and reach their true potential. Now, some of the topics that he focuses on include self-belief, choice, change and adaptability, teamwork and engagement, and dealing with change and building change resilience, leadership and building a team, inspiration and persistence. Now, for speaking engagements, email John McLean's email address for his is amanda at john 
www.mclean.com.au. Now, with behave, human behaviour experts, McLean runs evidence-based programs. Now, they are two-day programs or retreats called The Art of Possible. The program involves adapting to change, evolving the mindsets, knowledge and skills to thrive in our world of change. It also aims to install powerful and enduring change and resilience for individuals and teams. And in regards to depression, what really has helped him, especially in those early days, and he does advise to, he does recommend to be advised by specialists, but he does mention to set realistic goals. And he believes it's mindfulness and meditation and breathing and just slowing down. You know, breathing is great because it slows one down. He believes they're very important components. And especially by slowing down the breath and helping because it helps concentration and decreases anxiety and just focusing on the beauty of nature and yeah just not going out you know all the time full on all the time giving yourself time to appreciate life appreciate nature just the you know the small little things in life and we become who we who we think we are. You know, neural pathways in the brain, and our you know, we create our own conversations. This is what he talks about, and it's important to be optimistic and live life, and change our mindsets, which is very important. You know, if we change our mindsets to being positive, focusing on positive affirmations, and also. You know, bringing pictures to life. This is something that really helped him in his rehabilitation and helping him achieve the dreams that he, that he set out and achieved. And what he does say, and this is so true, that the glass is not half empty, it is half full. Now, he also runs an e-learning program called Change a Constant Challenge, which, which provides the skills to build change resilience choosing one's path in life when faced with adversity. And he also runs two-hour sessions called, called Close the Door, where he inspires individuals and organisations to embrace change and embrace opportunity and step into new opportunities and leave the past ones behind. Now, McLean has also authored a book called How Far Can You Go?, which is an amazing story of his life, which not only talks about the physical aspects of his journey, but his incredible mental strength to push through the impossible. McLean talks about the importance of being aware of the inner conversations we have with ourselves every day. He has also authored a book called Change a Constant Challenge, where in the book, one of the aims he has for the readers is to commit to changing the conversation and embrace a more supportive internal dialogue. Now, McLean talks about the importance of the five M's, and that is map, mindset, mental, motivation, and momentum. He believes that these five important steps are what he found really helped him from the time of his accident to achieving all of his many achievements, such as taking on the Hawaiian Ironman, getting out of a wheelchair and walking, swimming the English Channel, and going back to completing the Nepean Triathlon all those years later. Now, McLean is uh, s stimulated by change and he has had to embrace change much of, he, 
much of his life over the years and he wants people to understand that change is a constant especially well especially was when we were going through the COVID pandemic now mclean's foundation provides valuable financial assistance for children and their families and this is so they can access valuable items such as new wheelchairs and vehicle and house modifications surgery and medical assistance computers and remedial aids and all of these items cost substantial amounts of money now the mission of his foundation is to inspire motivate and enable kids to chase their dreams now most of the families are low-income families who receive little government assistance the foundation relies on the generosity of donors fundraisers charitable trusts corporate sponsors and foundations so if you'd like to donate to the wonderful charity you can go to the website jmf.com.au now former where are they now a jeff fennick said that mclean is the most mentally tough person he knows and because you know mclean just never gave up on achieving his goals and that's a you know jeff fennick one of the toughest men ever you know four times world boxing champion and yeah so no just a wonderful man john mclean and just a real just a true inspiration yeah and you know he's an inspiration because he encourages people to chase their dreams and no, no matter what their no matter what their struggles are in life and you know that dreams won't just come to you they won't come knocking on your door and every day is a new day and he, he believes you know how do i how do i improve and he believes in focusing on the now and deleting yesterday you know, to every day is a new day so that's the story of john mclean incredible man so next episode we're going to look at loyalty in sport so we're going to look at some sports people from over the years who, despite you know, receiving lots and lots of money off offers, they chose to knock it back and decided to be loyal to the team that they were playing for. So thank you for joining us for this episode of The Sports Shack. All references for this episode are on the platform page. So it's a goodbye from Paul. Please check out our Facebook posts for my sporting memories. And thanks to Gold Studio Productions for producing the Sports Shack and Paul's 50 years of sporting memories. Please check out Gold Studio Productions on Facebook. It's goodbye for now. <laughs>